Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Abdeze Okezia, the live video visibility queen with emotic accent. And you're listening to the Style with Anna podcast, the one and only podcast about the many expressions of style. Find out how our exceptional guests turn their flaws into assets and how they define style from their own and unique perspective. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform and kindly leave a one-sentence review. Now, let us join the journey and meet the hosts, Anna in Style, aka The Style Medium. Thank you, Daisy, for the lovely introduction. It's always a pleasure hearing your professional accent. In today's episode, I have the privilege to speak to a fellow language specialist, a three-lingual master language teacher and functional grammar virtuosa, Barbara Ulmer. Let us hear what is the most exciting thing for her, how she incorporates empathy into her work, how she and I are completely different as linguists, what made her speak German to Americans, what takes people to another level, her relationship with functionality, Italian shoes, flower colors and Coco Chanel and what she said that made me hungry. Hello Barbara and Thank you for being here. I'm so honored to have you on my show today. And you are a special person because you're a linguist and I'm a linguist primarily as well. So I know this is going to be a conversation of masters. Welcome. Thank you so much much and for having me on your amazing show. I'm so excited to be your guest. First things first, because we're linguists, I need to ask you something about words. What are the three words that best describe you? Ah. Caring, determined and energetic. Oh, that's powerful. <laughs> Crazy. So, in your work, would you say you have something that other people don't have? Yes, I would think so, because I feel that each journey makes you differently, you know? And I think that's why there's space for all those wonderful people in the places. And what makes me unique, I guess, is I'm an intercultural child. I have a Nigerian father and a German mother who met in San Francisco in America. And my father followed my mother to Germany where I grew up and where I went to college and where I fell in love with the thought of languages because I figured if I study English and French, I basically can speak with everybody from Africa and I'm deeply rooted in my heritage and very proud of my heritage. Oh, wow. I just got goosebumps. I don't know why, but (laughs) wow. Yes. 
So it's my big passion. So I also wrote my final thesis on intercultural education. With a special permission, I was able to work with my French professor and my English professor. And I interviewed students at the Sorbonne in, per in Paris, yeah, or Paris, and also in Oxford, where I lived and taught. And um, I think that is the most exciting thing to um, learn about cultures, to exchange cultures, and to find the best way to communicate. Yeah, that's so important because it does happen that miscommunication can occur and serious faux pas can happen, right? Exactly, because sometimes words have a totally different meaning in different cultures. That's why I feel, and that I think is the biggest distinction of myself, that culture is almost the number one thing. Because if you want to learn a language, it's embedded in a culture. The words barely make sense without the culture. And that's why it's such a global thing and such an important thing to me, you know? And combined with empathy, because the world needs so much healing. We had so many tragedies lately. And I feel as linguists like you and myself, we have an opportunity to really build bridges you know, so I always thought language was a wonderful vehicle to communicate with one another, just like you and I are doing. I speak German and you don't speak English as a mother tongue as well, correct? And yet here we are speaking and enjoying each other's company, learning from each other and growing with each other. Yes, and choosing the right words. This is yes. important in communication, right? To be yes. understood the right way. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. This is so important. That's what I also like about functional grammar. One underestimates grammar because in your grammar, you also express the certainty you have about something, you know, which I always thought was so exciting. I remember when I was in English class as a tiny beginner, and we had the if clauses and you could see the meaning, the change of the meaning, how certain you really are. That something can happen, will happen or will never happen because it's already over. You know, it was super complicated, but when it clicked, it made so much sense, which is also very powerful. So I'm a huge fan of functional grammar too. Wow, that's so interesting <laughs> because, you know, we're both linguists and I focus on completely different things. My thesis was on style and how one story can be changed and modified according to the medium it is transferred over, right? Yes. So completely different things. And yet here we are and we can talk about it and we can, you know, shine. Uh, each and every one of us on our field of expertise yes. and create something magical together. Yes, absolutely. And then this philosophic conversation can default and um, how would I say, evolve. Yes, absolutely. That's what takes us to another level. I'm so excited that you're talking about philosophy because this really takes us to another level. It is like where you really put your minds together and have serious 
considerations and ideas that you exchange, you know? So that was something that also fascinated me a lot. Like I'm a huge fan of um, Jean-Paul Sartre and Simone de Beauvoir. So it was also part of what I loved about studying French um, because the culture is so rich. I love the food, I love the wine, I love the actors. Juliette Binoche is the inspiration for my daughter's name. Her name is Juliette, the French way with double T-E, because I think she's such an inspiring, powerful lady. Um, yes, and so I feel the culture has so much to do, and then they have those wonderful artists, and I love art also. So while I was living and studying in Paris, I would go to the Musée d'Orsay and just admire the art at least once a week. You know, as a student, I was living right by the metro station, and it was amazing, you know, to have to see it all. And, and that's where you also get the idea. No wonder they are so proud. They have a lot to be proud of, you know. Yeah. Because exactly. they're embedded yeah. in your culture. You can claim these people, you know. And that is utterly amazing. Yes. And culture and language, they go hand in hand. Because exactly. culture is conveyed through language. It is per, um, preserved through language, right? Culture yes. is transmitted from generation to generation through books, through written word or spoken word as well. We have yes. cultures that are based on spoken word only. Yes, like us Germans, when you think about a German, you also think about fairy tales and I totally love fairy tales. I'm a very playful person. I, I love to play theater, I love to express myself on stage and in play, and so I do it a lot in my classroom and also now with my private clients, because it's such a great way to express yourself as well, and it's also part of the culture. Yes. I have like a really funny story for you. I had like an elementary school, a private immersion school. I only spoke German in every subject, and I did exactly what I love to do. I um, did a theater group with my students and one student chose to be the wolf of Red Riding Hood. And it was so funny, we prepared everything, we wrote our little script. And then um, one of my students said like, ah, Miss Oma, there's something you need to know. And I was like, well, of course, tell me. And he said like, you know, the wolf, he does not want to eat Red Riding Hood and the grandmother. He thinks that's rather cruel. But the wolf, the actor himself, was too shy to tell me. So we changed the whole play <laughs> around our little wolf, who then just came and had coffee and cake <laughs> with grandma and everybody and Red Riding Hood. So it was a happy, happy story. And I was especially impressed because he was a little boy and he was so loving and caring and he didn't want to be this brutal wolf that's in the story. <laughs> it wow. touched my heart, you know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this, this shows people's personality, right? Yes, absolutely. How different we are and how we perceive things and this yes. interpretation of art yes. shows how we see the world um it's used in psychology right those pictures what do you see and everyone exactly. sees something different yes 
It's like this old woman, right? Do you see the old woman? Uh, do you see the young woman? Yeah. <laughs> and things like that. And it's so strange, you know? Yeah. 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 It's funny how our mind is directing how we are going to perceive the world. Yeah. And also how the world perceives us. <coughs> My apologies. Yes. It must be true. <laughs> yeah, yes, you're wishing me health and I love it. I need it. I'm sneezing. Thank yes. you. Yes. This is and also part of the language and yes. understanding of the cultural um, rules, right? Yes, absolutely. When I first came to America, many people said Gesundheit. And I was so excited because I was like, I did not know that so many Americans speak German, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then I would start speaking German to them, super excited. I love this, right? And then they would say like, I did not know that that is a German word, nor did I know that I'm wishing you health. We just say that when we sneeze. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised by that as well, you know. Yes. How does Americans say Gesundheit, you know? It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah. only German word they use. <laughs> yes. But they are unaware exactly what it means, you know? Yes. They really, you know, they say God bless you, which is beautiful also. But they sometimes adapt our German culture by saying, I wish you health because you're sneezing. So I assume that you're sick. But maybe like in my case, I have hay fever, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that is why I sneeze a lot. Mm -hmm. But it's always appreciated because we always want people to wish us health. Okay, also hay fever is a condition, so they're not <laughs> far away from that. <laughs> yes. Sometimes you really literally feel like you have a cold when you have hay fever. Mm -hmm. If it's really, really rough, you, you feel like a person who has a cold, exhausted, you know, from all the sneezing and the runny nose and the teary eyes. You're so, you're so right about that. That is so true. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing besides the fairy tales that I love about my culture that I love to teach when I teach my German clients um, are our musicians. As Germans, we are very, very proud of all our amazing composers, you know, mm -hmm. Mozart, Beethoven, Bach. They are very, very old, but they are also part of our tradition. You know, if you think about Germans, that comes to mind as well, I think. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm more of a bookworm, so I'm like Gottfried Keller or <laughs> Thomas yes. Mann or something yes. like that, you know. Yes. But Thomas see? Mann is amazing, yes. Yeah. No, of course, studying languages, I was reading a lot of books for, for college, but I also am an avid reader. It's such an exciting way to um, convey emotion and take people on a journey, and it's utterly amazing. That reminds me of another story when I was studying in Paris and um, I read um, En Attendant Godot, which is Samuel Beckett's own translation of Waiting for Godot. Isn't that amazing? So he was living in France so long that he said he wants to translate the book himself into French. So I was reading it in Paris in French, which was also such a great experience that stayed with me for life, you know. 
Yes. And you know, the power that you have if you are your own translator, because as you said, the words have so much meaning. So if somebody else translates your book, it will never be as close as your own translation. Yes, it's interpretation already. Exactly, yes. Another mind is involved and there you have it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah, I was subtitling um, movies for a company in um, Los Angeles. And um, we had three different parts of the movie series and I was in the middle part. So we always had to exchange major words with each other also, you know, that we all picked the same words because otherwise it wouldn't be coherent. You don't even think about it because if you speak or write for yourself, you are the boss, you decide, yes? But yes. now it has to make sense going on to the second part or coming from the first part. That was also an utterly unique experience. And it was like a, a lot was spoken in Austrian, not um, regular German, which made it harder. And on top of it, the company lost the, the script. So I had to first watch the movie by ear, write down everything, and then translate it into English for the American market, for the English-speaking market. That was also very exciting. I like to venture and um, explore different things also because I feel life is full of opportunities and I always want to grow and learn. Oh, amazing. Yes. And speaking of which, I'm going to take this for another question. Yes. I know that you don't teach just children. You also teach languages to adults, right? That's correct. I like to and do work a lot with expats and I help them with relocation. For example, if the father has to go to Germany for business, I teach him business German. I teach the mother everyday German just for shopping, cooking and all those things. And I prep the kids for the local schools because the German schools, <clears throat> sorry, are very famous and good. And so many families like to take the opportunity to have their kids in the local schools instead of international schools, which is also a very exciting experience, you know, to really prep them. And again, you prep them for vocab and culture, you know, what is expected, what is typical for a German. And as I teach, I also teach the US Air Force German, um, I also teach the culture, and it's interesting to teach and read about myself, right? The typical German does this or that or feels this or that way, and it's funny because many things are true. We are not all the same. We don't want to be super stereotypical, but there are some traits, like, for example, punctual. To be punctual is a huge thing. I think you don't know any German or you never meet one who really says, like, um, not being punctual is okay, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Which is also funny when I work with the US Air Force, my clients, they, um, they are always punctual because of their job. So I always mm -hmm. feel like they are very close to our job mentality. It works really well, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a value. It's a yes, high ranked value. Yes, and it's showing respect. It is like, I'm meeting you today you said a certain time, I want to make sure that I'm there because I'm showing you respect. And I do appreciate that you took the time for me. And I know your time is value. You are a fellow mother. You have lots of things to do. You have your beautiful business. So this is also a cultural thing. I respect you and I appreciate it. And I show gratitude by being punctual. Yes. Very just thing. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And not only yep. that, because communication is not only words and respect behavior, right? Behavior, yes. respecting behavior. one's time is behavior. Mm -hmm. yes. Also, you dress up for the person you want yes. to impress and show your appreciation and respect. Yes. That's Absolutely. why we dress up when we go to the theater. Yes. We don't go there in trainers and no. uh, <laughs> yes. clubs. Yeah, because it's a special event, right? It's like, oh my God, tonight we're going there, we're dressing up. Mm -hmm. You're yes. so right. Yeah, absurd situation. So this so is the, yeah. the, no, the multi-dimensional. So oh, sorry, we have a lag a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said that's, that's so amazing with you as a stylist as well, you know? that you can express so much without words you know this yes really, really amazing it saves visual space and time yes <laughs> something <exactly>. we we <laughs> don't have a lot in nowadays <laughs> so it's yes. perfect yeah when i first came to america a lot of my colleagues when i was teaching in public school they also said that they can tell that i'm european by the way i dress you know, oh, really? even though I'm German, I am passionate about um, Italian shoes, for example, you know, yes. and most <laughs> Germans are, right? Italy is around the corner. We have many authentic people that um, make magnificent shoes. And, and it's also a way of saying um, this is important to me. You know, when you go to special places, I pay attention to shoes, for example. Sometimes I feel like, oh my God, I haven't seen shoes in forever because we're always like this. Yes. <laughs> love, 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 love shoes. Or if I wear um, red lipstick, I feel empowered. Or if I wear red high heels, I feel empowered. That's why my brand colors are also black, red, and white, you know, uh -huh. because I feel power you know like i like for example to wear all black and red shoes you know mm -hmm. the, the shoes give you this extra power the black is the classy thing because i'm a huge fan of coco chanel mm -hmm. and her little black dress and oh. i love the shoe yes i always feel more european than just german you know i always say i'm afro european and that's what i also convey as a teacher oh yes <laughs> you're, you're a multi-dimensional diamond <laughs> Thank you so much, Anna. Yeah, it's really, it's shining, you know, it's radiating this joy for life and um, bringing laughter. Uh, we've been to the podcasting challenge together and you immediately bring life into the room, I would say. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed this. I'm very about passionate about life and people. I was super happy to meet you today. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. Because of <laughs> this joy of life, this is also maybe something inherited, right? Yes, I think so too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's probably also coming from the old world, right? Coming from Europe that we, that we have this, you know? We have some old traditional ways. And I think like, yes, gratitude for the little things, you know? I feel like Germany, for example, isn't so commercial. You know, you're happy about little things. Like if you go to your Saturday market and you get fresh food, that's a, a reason to celebrate. That's very enjoyable, you know? I love to touch and, and smell the fresh food, you know? 
-hmm. And so I think we, we grew up also um, closer to nature. You know, nature is very important to me. I'm always sitting by windows. My windows are always open because I need nature. I'm, I'm so happy because of sunshine, you know? I love sunlight. Yes. It makes you happy and, and it's proven that it's healthy, you know, to go outside and feel the sun on your face. Yeah, and it energizes, it brings back energy. I mean, yes. if you're tired, you go out, you yeah. feel your battery, just like, you know, those portables yeah. nowadays. <laughs> yes, so amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And it makes total sense if we look at plants, right? Because that's always a way of describing myself too, that I'm like a plant. I die without sunshine, you know? Mm -hmm. You have your, right, your plant in the shadow somewhere in the back of your house. It does the same thing. It's not happy. Yes. <laughs> yes. We definitely need to go outside to get our sun yes. exposure. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are real outdoor people, especially when the kids were little, we were always outside, no matter what weather. We always have, we have to say, there is no bad weather, there are only bad clothes, you know, mm -hmm, we have, mm -hmm. we have yes. clothes for everything, if it's muddy and rainy, you know, if it's cold, we have something to stick it out. <laughs> yes, of course, it, you need to be adaptable in all expressions of life <laughs> yes exactly and all that you bring to the table when mm -hmm. you when you coach when you teach when you exchange thoughts and mastermind yes yeah that's creating experience and people yeah. learn it more easier through experience yes and i love that you say experience um this way because i also am a huge so I also feel understanding another culture through food is the perfect little door to get into something too. I love to explore, you know, and that's always beautiful too, you know, like, oh, where are you from? What's typical in your country? And I, I show you a German dish, you show me one of your dishes. I think that's also a beautiful thing that enriches life and that helps understand each other better, you know? Yes, definitely. And also food is also a way of communication. It tells stories. Yes, exactly. Communication <laughs> is everywhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so, truly everywhere. <laughs> yes. Whenever, I mean, if you look at it from that point that it's telling, telling stories, you can learn a lot just by eating uh, local food. You can learn yes, a lot I about really people, so. about their values, yeah. about, um, you know, many things. Yes, I also think they're traditions, you know, those people that say yeah. that's my grandmother's recipe, you mm -hmm. know, it was passed on from generation to generation. I love those things too, you know. Yeah. I always feel like if somebody cooks for you, that's, that's a really lovely gift, you know, you really give love you know yes. like yeah. I did something special for you I labored in this kitchen for you because I want you to have a piece of my culture my traditions you know yes now yeah. you made me hungry <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that I love to eat <laughs> tell me Barbara yes do you cooperate with JVs for example 
Yes, I connect. I love joint ventures. Yes, I think you can do a lot of amazing things as a group, as a team. You know, that's that's an amazing opportunity to have a group of experts that work together for a better good. You know, also mm -hmm. like if you're thinking about making the world a better place, you know, being centered then I think that is beautiful. That's, I also love the combination of those different practitioners. You know, they bring something brand new, although it's not even brand new, but it is newer now to the world. It comes out more and they bring this to the table. And I think it helps so much because I very much believe in mind, body and soul, you mm -hmm. know, that you have to take care of all three of them, nourish all three of them. And also keep learning, keep um, educating, but also be educated and grow from each other. Absolutely. Yeah, and also when you mentioned your programs, you work with the whole family from for each member for their area of expertise, let's say. Yeah. And it absolutely. makes total sense that you transferred this also to JV partnerships and you see yes. it holistically, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so it, I, I would guess that yes. your signature word could be holistic. Yes, it could really, because I think this, this global inclusion is really what I stand for, what is important for me, you know, like, like I see myself as a mini world with those three parts. I also see everybody else the same way. So when I work with people, I always include all of it. I'm also an empath. So even now that we are virtual, um, it is very easy for me to read the emotions of my clients, you know, if they are tired after a long day of work without they saying it, you know, even if they put on a brave face, I can see it, I can feel it. Or it helps me also when I work with children because Sometimes they are too shy to express themselves and then, or, or they are shy altogether. And then I am more goofy, more playful. I make them laugh. And so it breaks the barrier of shyness or nervousness. And I love that so much too. You know, the opportunity to meet new people of all ages and help them grow, just be a partner by their side and cheer them on all the time. I always say, what I teach them gives them superpowers, you know, like superheroes. Mm -hmm. And what I love about languages is it is something nobody can take away from you again. Because I also have this passion project for better women and their children. And they have to leave everything behind when they seek freedom. And so I love to give them this because they can take it with them wherever they go. Oh, wow. That's super powerful because they, they are insecure about this experience, yes. right? Yeah. So this, is, this gives us them some certainty, something to hold on to, to see that some things cannot be taken away from us. Yes. And they're mentally broken, so they really need to be loved on even more, you know. You are strong. You have talent. There's nothing you cannot do, you see. That's very important to me. Oh, wow. So tell me quickly, where can people reach you? Yes, it's very easy. You can find me under bulanguages.com. That is my website on LinkedIn or under my name, Barbara Ulmer. 
Okay, your information will be mentioned under this episode, you know, so that people can click on it and either hire you for uh, teaching, uh, for learning languages or finding some way to cooperate with you and create something magical and something new to impress people. I would love to do that with you because I love your spirit and your joy and your grace. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for invitations. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Style with Anna podcast. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about it, leave a review and subscribe. This is your way of supporting us and telling us our efforts are appreciated. I invite you to take the Attraction Style Quiz at www.chooseyoursignaturestyle.com followed by a 5-day email sequence. You can go on a discovery journey and have a talk with your inner self like never before. If you would like to learn more about my speaker and guests, kindly refer to the links in the show notes. Listen, there is always time for transformation, even after a breakup divorce or turning 50.